Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is a leap day. Yes, the first ever leap day next up on 99.9 The Fan. This will not occur for another four years. So soak it up, everybody. Soak it up. Paul Eihander here with you. Thanks for hanging out with us live and local every morning now, 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock. You don't have to wait for the rest of the day to get what you need right now as you are parked in the car park line or stuck in the drive through at Bose or wherever it is because you need that biscuit and coffee because I know I do. Get the sausage biscuit if you're thinking about it. Just go ahead and pull the trigger. Cajun get the filet, sausage baby. biscuit. Cajun filet. But you know what? That's enough food talk, Instagram Hill. <laughs> no more food talk. You get enough of that three hours before us. Duke wiped the floor with Louisville last night. So many, uh, we posted the video on the social channels, on the X, Twitter, whatever you call it. Uh, Graham was there last night in at Cameron where uh, Kyle Filipowski came out on the, uh, on the court, out dressed like Barry Bonds, full leg sleeve on one, one leg, full arm sleeve on another arm leg, turned in the uh, 9.10 rebound, 8, there's six assist performance where people started going, oh, you faker. It was mostly Louisville fans because there was that hope for some reason for a 7-20 and team to think, and you know what? Uh, we could steal a game at Cameron tonight if Flip isn't playing. Can I say one thing before, and, and, we, before and, we dive into this? And we hear Foster's not playing either. I really appreciate the four North Carolina fans that had nothing better to do than to show up at Cameron Indoor last night and sit behind Louisville's bench. I mean, when you're the only, when there's only one basketball game going on in the triangle, why not? Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all for showing up. Duke showed up, took care of Louisville. I mean, it felt, you know, th- this wasn't an in doubt kind of thing. Flip comes out there, you know, obviously the knee or the ankle or whatever it is that that entire leg sleeve was. And that's a lot of fabric, by the way. He's, you know, 6'10. Heroic effort. Heroic. <laughs> I don't know if it was heroic. ACC comeback player of the year. But you know, when he, when he, early in that game, when he hit that uh, quick bounce pass to Mitchell on the slant, and Mitchell got his groove back in, in last night's game, clearly. Uh, you knew he was he was good to go. You know, no issues. Played a healthy 29 minutes. It wasn't a rest night. Everyone kind of went into last night going, well, you know, it's kind of the kind of the get get right game before the rest of the the rest of the uh, uh, schedule. The the few games that are remaining. Obviously, Duke Carolina looms in the distance, but there's state coming up uh, this weekend. But it was like, oh well, maybe we'll we'll let McCain have a breather and Proctor have a breather and 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 see you know get T.J. Power some more minutes and see what happens and. You know there were extra minutes thrown around last night. Head coach John Shire talked about sharing the basketball. There was some beautiful basketball, and uh, you know Flip. You know I've said this before, but he's the best passing big man. And you know he had four turnovers. Just two of them though were guys knocking the ball out of his hands. And um, I just I don't think there's a passing team like us in the country because you have five players on the floor that can all pass, handle, and shoot. It's not just one guy, which makes it uh, pretty special. And Louisville did win the turnover battle, actually, in terms of, like, taking care of the basketball. Louisville, though, just the, – you've seen, you've seen teams play hard. Like, we've all witnessed it. A team that plays hard, there's something to be said about that. But when you know you just don't have the talent to hang, 
That's the other point. I mean, last night we got to see everything from the Blue Devil faithful. Flip, you know, clearly did what he needed to do. Jeremy Roach came in, you know, you know, bag 19 and 35 minutes, looking like he's rounding out into form as we get ready for the tournament. But it seemed like instant you were there that the largest cheer went for one Mr. Spencer Hubbard. <laughs> Who came in late? Shorty forty, as I like to call him. Listen, I mean, I, I, I'm going to borrow a little. So y'all have to bear with me here. I'm going to borrow something that I learned from some English soccer fans at a, a gathering in Las Vegas. There's only one Spencer Hubbard. There's only one Spencer Hubbard. We're singing a song, walking along, walking in a Spencer Hubbard wonderland. There's only one Spencer Hubbard, and that just goes on repeat. Am I am I missing something? I mean, I want to feel really bad. There's like an incredible backstory, but w- what is the fascination of him getting like an enormous three point or enormous eruption when they hit a three already up by thirty? Senior, uh, what senior? Senior five pro- eight. Wasn't he a walk on? Was he a walk on? Yeah, I got a scholarship. Eight, he weighs one hundred and fifty pounds. Wet. Uh, they loved him up after the game. They. They dropped a beat on him in the locker room. Mark Mitchell did a like one-on-one for the cameras for the socials. Let me let me just stop hating. So we're like Carolina. No, like they were happy. Like the last two minutes was all about Spencer Hubbard. Let me just stop hating. So we're like Carolina fans on okay. Cal Filipowski playing last night. But I mean, look, you mentioned Louisville being one of those teams that compete. We've seen in previous games this season when they played NC State, when they played North Carolina on the road. That even though NC State and North Carolina won once upon a time ago, Louisville made it interesting there at the end. No such thing last night against Duke. I mean, Duke ran in there and took care of business, even though Kyle Filipowski scored a total of nine points. He didn't have to, with Jeremy Roach scoring a, a 19 points, leading the team in scoring, and then Mort Mitchell falling in with 17. Also, by the way, 100th career start for Jeremy Roach last night as a Blue Devil. Yeah, lots of milestones. We're going to talk about milestones a little bit later on the program, and I have an interesting take on that. Uh, Flip, as I mentioned, had that nice pass. We talked Shire about talking about how he believes his team's one of the best passing teams in the nation. Flip talked about the injury, saying, uh, "Glad it wasn't too bad." Very, very thankful. It, it uh, you know, wasn't wasn't anything too bad, and I was be able to I was I was able to play today. Um, you know, like I said, just just really thankful for that. When did you know you were going to be able to play tonight? Um, I mean, I've been feeling really good the last 24 hours. Um, so yeah, probably I'd say that. Yeah, been practicing. Um, Doing everything. So yeah. what, what, what Paul he do all along? He was gonna play. Listen, what? So this ends full stop. Court storming. Blah blah blah. See how that got wiped out already? Like not hurt. Played last night. No more questions. Period. Moving on. Rest of the deal. So double bye for Duke. They got some help last night. Well, not really help, but kind of solidified what's going on in the ACC. So let's move on past Duke here. Virginia. Got into a slugfest, a say slugfest with Brit- with uh, Boston College, which I call the chicken soup of the ACC. If you want to get your offense right, play Boston College. <laughs> like, at least for one night. State took care of them. Last night, Virginia, 72 points. Virginia, by the way, has only scored 72 points like three times since the start of the year. Like, that's their fourth highest point total. They played Louisville, Louisville, put up 77 against them. They put 75 up against Georgia Tech, and then 72 last night, and they did 80 against Florida State. But if you need help on your offense, just run through Boston College. Boston College made it a game, to their credit. Virginia, though, found got, got, got its groove back there, and now they find themselves in the three slot with six losses. Carolina, Duke, Virginia, one, two, three right now. Clemson on a heater 
in the fourth slot. Wake trying to figure out if it can win on the road ever again. And 8-9 right now as it looks. NC State, Florida State with still three games to go. Simple game last night. Simple play. Nothing crazy. This is what happened. Uh, the other terrible news, though, for Duke, uh, Caleb Foster. Unsure when he's going to be able to kind of run it back. Uh, head coach John Shire talked about playing without him. You know, Caleb is such a steadying force for us, and he just makes everybody so much better on the court. And, you know, we looked at a couple different lineups today. I thought the guys off the bench did a really good job uh, giving energy, uh, providing defense, and, you know, playing their roles to the best that they could. And, you know, Sean, TJ, just for them to get some more game experience, we need those guys, man. And uh, I was happy with what they did. Ryan is going to be Ryan. You know, you know you can depend on him. Simple as that, but it's unsure how long Foster's going to be out. Clearly, they have the horses to be able to pick up that load. They've got good leadership. And again, everybody played enough minutes last night to be comfortable, and then we're able to step back and go, okay, we can we can uh, gear up ourselves for this final stretch run as we approach the conference tournament and March Madness. Yeah, four guys for Duke coming off the bench last night, and Spencer Hubbard, Jalen Blakes, Ryan Young, Sean Stewart, uh, TJ Power. Actually, that makes five. Um, and one of the other reasons outside of Caleb Foster is because that's game one last night of – Three games in a six-day span for the Blue Devils. Last time Duke played three games in a span of six days, it worked out pretty well for them, winning all three. There's a stat to hang your hat on. Paul Lyhander, Instagram Hill here, next up on 99.9 The Fan. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. There was other North Carolina-based hoops last night. App State won their sixth in a row, routing Old Dominion, the last-place team in the Sun Belt. App State is 25-5. and 25-5 and in the Sun Belt Conference. Take the stairs. (laughs) Yeah, take the stairs. Uh, High Point got a win last night. High Point, another overtime win. This one worked out for them this time, taking out Winthrop. This is the Big South Conference. High Point, 24-6 in that action. Also winning last night. Again, the teams that are in the one-bid conference, like winning you're in, don't win, you might get a shot at some postseason play. Uh, UNC Greensboro also getting a win last night. Beating beating up VMI again. Last place team. This is the Southern Conference. Greensboro twenty one and nine in the season. They're in second place in the Southern behind Samford. Samford uh, seems to have everybody's number in that conference. Is they have UNC Greensboro's conference. So lots of college basketball action again. We stay up so you don't have to. It was a very full evening, and lots more lots more ball coming your way. Uh, and oh, as I mentioned, Virginia over Boston College last night. So. We're, we're lining it up, folks. We're gearing it up. We're getting ready for the dance and the conference tournaments as well. And for the teams here based in North Carolina, not looking too bad. Positioning themselves pretty well to play late in their conference tournaments and perhaps get themselves automatic bids. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I'm Graham Hill with three things you need to know right now from 999 The Fan. Kyle Filipowski was in the starting lineup four days after sustaining a knee injury when fans stormed the court and finished with nine points, ten rebounds, and six assists. As number 10, Duke beat Louisville 84-59 last night. Also, number 10 Duke could also be without one of its key rotational players for some time after an injury against Wake Forest. Freshman guard Caleb Foster did not play against Louisville last night after injuring his foot in Winston-Salem in the team's 83-79 loss to the Demon Deacons. The 2024 NFL Scotland Combine continues as always a good number of four former North Carolina high school football players and college players were invited to showcase their talents and physical abilities. Some of the players from North Carolina invited include Drake May, Tez Walker, Cedric Gray, and Peyton Wilson. Find these stories and more on WRLSportsFan.com. Next up, Hurricanes are back in action. Paul Iander here on Next Up, 99.9 The Fan, every morning at 9 o'clock. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you miss any portion of the program or you need to listen to us later on in the day, which happens from time to time, you can check us out on the YouTube channel. We post a, a couple segments of the show there, as well as if you just need to download and listen later, just find where you find your favorite podcasts. Discover us there. Just search out Next Up with 99.9 The Fan. Again, this is how you move your sports day forward, folks. You can start right now with us or in Graham's case later on tonight when he goes and hopes that Pitbull opens up because Pitbull I'm on fire. he was in uh, Nashville last night at a NASCAR event hanging out with Daniel Suarez got a news release on that this morning not, I don't know why but that's where he was not at a Predators game no not at a Predators game not at all I feel like Pitbull likes hockey Sure he does. Sure he does. But it's why the Carolina Hurricanes are on the road tonight as opposed to being at home at PNC. They are taking on the worst team in the Metro Division, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Paul, why are we talking about the Canes and Blue Jackets today? Well, I tell you why. Because it is a leap day. And the Blue Jackets, for some reason, give Carolina fits. Earlier, the last time we saw them, they still have to play them four, they play them four times this season. This is only the second time. So we get Columbus two more times. Got to run it back twice. Last time we saw this team was Thanksgiving. It was the Sunday after Thanksgiving where both teams decided to not work off the turkey and the stuffing until the third period when the team scored a combined five goals and the Canes came out ahead late with a snapper by Svetch, 3-2. to two. Carolina had 43 shots on goal. For some reason, for some reason, Columbus has this team's number. And I say not number in terms of wins and losses, but numbers in terms of playing them close. And they're going to have to keep eyes tonight on Johnny Gaudreau, who has five points in the last five games for Columbus. But the good news is for the Canes that Columbus got smashed last night by Artemi Panarin and the New York Rangers. So it's a back-to-back for the Blue Jackets. It's not the best scenario for a team to go rolling in with the Rangers and then all of a sudden, oh, look, the number two team in the Metro is coming in now with the Carolina Hurricanes. 
But the cool part about this game is it's on a leap day. And I'm going to teach you all something here because I like to teach. I want you to learn something, take away something tonight. If Brent Burns plays tonight, which I'm assuming he's going to play Insta, if Brent Burns plays tonight, he will have the NHL tie for most career games played on leap day. Wow. He will have played in five. That's how long he's been in this league. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, that's how long he's been playing. Five games. He will have played in five games. He has two goals in those five games. If he scores a goal, he will tie the all-time NHL record for most career games and most goals scored and played on February the 29th in history. He also has five career points. If he happens to have a three-point game tonight, this is Brent Burns now. So for those of you, remember, Brent plays a lot on the power play. We're not even talking about goals, but, you know, if he snaps from the point like he was doing a lot more last season, he might be able to bury one. But we're talking about assists, too. He is three points behind Wayne Gretzky for most career points in games on leap day. Wayne Gretzky. So to have yourself in that conversation, that's like saying Paul Eihander, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Between us, we have more than 40,000 points combined. Those are all three iconic names that were just put in the same sentence, yeah, by the I, way. I, I, I'm just trying to link this all together. So there is some history that can be made tonight, and nothing will really stop Burns in terms of the career games played. He just has to take the ice. But he can leapfrog for points if he manages to say, here's the deal. If I'm aware of this record, and I'm pretty sure the Canes are, because they get the same notes and the stats and do the same research that we do, that they're thinking to themselves, you know what? Let's just make sure Burns gets a ton of touches tonight. Like, let's make sure we just kind of filter it to him. Because, first of all, longevity, and it's it's two guys that he played with, too, that are ahead of him in terms of career games, Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton. Both retired. Both had links to Burns with the San Jose Sharks. So, as you can tell, the San Jose Sharks have, have, have played a lot on Leap Day. The other cool part about this is, and this is not an unknown to a lot of people, Cam Ward, obviously Carolina Hurricanes legend in goal, one of only 10 NHLers who have ever played in the NHL and born on February 29th. And on that list, Rocket Richard, which if you're an NHL historian, sports historian, like literally one of the most iconic players in the NHL back in the back in the, the pre-color days of the NHL, so to speak, black and white and color TV. Can I give you another key nugget, Paul? I'll take any nuggets you can give me about the Canes and the Blue Jackets tonight at 7 o'clock on 99.9 The Fan. Jack Drury, who has grown up right before our eyes, has set the skate in his 100th game of his NHL slash Hurricanes career. That's a good note. So I want Jack Drury to score a goal if I'm doing some prop bets. Also, the other thing that you've just said with the Columbus Blue Jackets, um, kind of having the Canes number, not as far as winning losses, but it them playing on a leap year or a leap year day, um, and then also, things have just been weird for the Hurricanes. Apparently, they were woken up last night at 3 in the morning in their team hotel by a uh, tornado warning. Oh, jeez. I, I have a prediction that this game tonight is going to be similar to what it was when the Hurricanes and Columbus Blue Jackets played, what was it, last year on New Year's Day when the final score was like 6-5. to five. The total uh, goal scored is the line set at 6.5. I would take the over tonight. I don't know why. I just, I just have a feeling. You got a feeling? That tonight's going to be a good night? I'm hooked on a feeling. <laughs> Not just because Pitbull's on town, but no, I just I have a feeling. All right. There's your Canes, Blue Jackets, Nuggets and Notes uh, for you. 
Carolina Panthers have the second pick in the NFL draft, of which if you've been listening to the station, uh, ESPN, our good partners there, are already talking about the NHL dra- or NFL draft coming up seven weeks from now. So I figured, you know what, we might as well just dig into it too. Panthers have the have six picks in the upcoming draft. They have six. The, they've, they traded the first-round selection. We all know this. It's like, oh, okay, we can't. We got to get past that one. They have the first pick, though, in round number two. And this is the pick of picks. This usually is, and I do not expect. I will, can I wait? I mean, I'm allowed to wager. Like, this is a friendly handshake wager. So I would friendly handshake wager with somebody something of value that the Panthers will trade this pick. They have the first pick in the second round because it is the most coveted pick outside of the first round because you get to lead off day two. And as we all know, in the NFL draft, some prospect, some former student athlete slides down the list. The draft boards shift. People move on. uh, People move into the late first round because they see guys shift. It happens the same way in the second round. And they drop for some ridiculous reason usually. Social media post. Uh, some guy heard this other guy say he was always late for meetings, but he was late for meetings because he was taking tests 30 minutes away on a different campus. There's always something that forces someone to slide. Dan Morgan knows this too. He's not an idiot. He's been in player personnel. He understands that this pick has quite a bit of value, not just to the Panthers for the short term, but for the long term as well, to where they can get more than they only have six picks. They've already talked about upgrading dogs and whatnot. I've seen this play out in two different ways by teams that hoard picks. I was in Las Vegas for a while where the Raiders were trying to get all these guys, and they ended up signing uh, Damon Arnett. Max Crosby worked out for them great, but they started trying to stockpile these guys late in the round. Like Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is the prime example at Clemson. Fourth-round pick, a couple of great seasons, and then fell off the map. So you have to be very diligent about late-round picks. But with a high pick, that one pick in round two for the Panthers, they can do a lot with that. Whether it's get one of those dogs from another team because there's a lot of value there, or surround yourself with a couple more second-rounders. Something to build up your base, to build up that culture, to help out with, I I don't want to keep talking about the .2-second season, but maybe it's the .2-second season to help out Bryce Young, get him a little bit more protection up front. Fear the logo. Don't forget also, fans, if you renew your season tickets or purchase season tickets this year for the upcoming Carolina Panthers season, you will get a luxurious experience trip to the NFL draft this year. In you Detroit. Have, you just have to wait for day two to see the <laughs> Panthers uh, make their first pick. Do they fly you in day two, like instead of night one? They fly you in the morning of day two? Hey, enjoy Detroit and uh, wait for our second round pick. There's nothing wrong with Detroit. Third round pick. Fourth. No, I've got friends that live in Detroit. There's nothing wrong with Detroit. I'm just saying. Home of f- WrestleMania 23. You're going to fly. Wow, that's a deep dive. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.